Welcome to another episode of Sideline Sounds and Three Team Parlors. I'm Crouchy, he's old. You're listening to the hottest podcast in the QAnon. All right, Oge, episode 41 is underway. What's new and exciting today? Not a whole lot yet. Um, about 8 o'clock tonight, things will pick up considerably for me, though. Um, got a big one tonight for my team. Looking outside the window here at Studio One, we got a nice, well, we got two inches probably. Yeah, I can't believe how much snow. There was nothing nothing out here last night when I went to bed. Yeah, it was uh, just rained by us at the lake, and it was, as we were coming back from town, it was... Uh, sloppy wet mess up top up on on the hill so yeah got a little got a couple inches of snow which puts us way behind our normal average for this time of year i'd say yeah we'll take her though but yeah i'm fired up big big nfl day today um cowboys tonight lions bear game i'm interested in at one o'clock um so yeah we'll see what else we got well toss kicking around a little idea here and kind of interested to see what our tens of fans have to think we've been doing this now for 41 episodes I think we're getting better. I think some of that stuff at the beginning was kind of choppy, but we kind of we're kind of hitting our stride right now. And as you get to the end of the 2023, a lot of media outlets things do a, do a year in review. So what if we did an SS3TP year in review? We'll have to have some uh, input from our tens of fans, correct? Yeah, I think technologically, I think we, and I do mean we, have uh, the ability. Like if we had some clips. That our fans thought were some of the highlights, we could pull it out and put together a greatest hits album. So that's our request. Get get their, our fans involved a little bit and see if they can turn back the clock and find out or remind us of some of our better shows. Right. Or better clips from shows. Yeah. So if you guys are listening and some of the things on here you thought were funny or just enjoyed hearing, why don't you send us an email to crouchingoge at gmail.com. Tell me what episode it was, what in, in general, and I, I think I could go through and pull out some clips, and we could put together kind of a, a good little reel of some of the, some of our highlights. Sounds good. I uh, you know how much I'll contribute and all that, but I, I'll be here next week. <laughs> oh, did you watch the Heisman ceremony last night? You know, I don't remember the last time I paid as little attention to the Heisman Trophy as this year. I don't think I watched a lick of either of those quarterbacks. I just saw the LSU guy won, correct? Right. Um, the amount of football I've watched of those guys this year is little to none, and I didn't watch a second of the Heisman Trophy presentation. So. Well, I watched it. Uh, I was sitting in my chair, my one eye, and I watched that whole ceremony. And just Again, I like watching it. I did not watch Daniels play at all. I've heard nothing but good things. I saw Penix play a little bit, Bonex play a little bit. That, they lost three games, LSU. Yeah, they did. And but whatever, it is what it is. It's a quarterback award. And I was thinking about this, too. and Because, you know, they had after the ceremony, they had the, a recap of when Charles Woodson won it. Like, really, the only defensive player that won it. And it's become a quarterback award. But you know what? That position's pretty important. Oh, I would say. You know, I think if you look across, you know, ask Florida State. You know, <laughs> ask, ask the New York Jets. I mean, that position is really... It's it's head and shoulders above, and I don't really like to admit that because you want to see other people win it. But you know, it's until until the game college football changes, it's going to continue to go to quarterbacks, I believe. Hey, speaking, I don't know if you guys heard a second ago. He mentioned his one eye. 
my partner's playing wounded today. <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Although he does look better than the five minutes I saw him last night at one of our local establishments. We were there out listening to some music last night. Um, great job by, by the boys. Yeah, and, and I wanted to, in, in case anyone was not there, Brad Parker and his buddies were... were BJ Garropy and KO, the three, it's not the full wing nut group, it was just three of them last night, but man, those guys do a hell of a and, job. And I love listening to them, I'm, you know, Brad Parker is one of my favorite musicians of all time. And a sponsor. And he is a sponsor, um, but yeah. Favorite musicians of all time? Oh, yeah. That you know. Yeah, him and... I mean, when him and Stebbs did that battle, guitar battle up at your place last year, that was awesome. I was thinking last night, if too bad those guys didn't know the Highwaymen versus, maybe the other three did. Stebbs should have went up there last night. They would have had four of them and sang the, the Highwayman song. Yeah. That would have been awesome. But anyway, Crouchy couldn't even couldn't even hang. He had to go. There was just, his eye was, uh, it was hard to even look at him. It looked like he had a combination of uh, pink eye, a sty, or, and somebody threw like a teaspoon of sawdust in his eye. Um, just seeping. It was gross, red, swelled up. And uh, when he left, there was not a single person that was sorry to leave, have him go. Yeah. It was tough I, to I, look at, but I he's here. Tried to tough it out, but yeah, actually spent my night in the ER last night getting some, getting this treated. And yeah, what a pain. I mean, there's a lot of injuries that suck, but man, my, when your eyes are, are hurting. So um, if I had a patch, I'd be wearing it today, but I'm not. So anyway, what else do you want to talk about? How about the NCA, the drama? Florida State stuff has kind of settled down a little bit. I'm done bit. with that. Well, remember 2017? UCF? Yeah, that was when UCF went undefeated, and they actually claimed the national championship on their stadium. They have it. Um, they do? They have a sign-up? Yeah, they do. Oh, wonderful. But, you know, I, I think people are kind of getting over it. There's a lot of complaining about the Florida State thing, but... I'm on board with that committee. I think they got the best four. Actually, I think I got three of the four best teams. I still think George is in there, but it'll be cranking up with bowl season. Make make your betting tough on the college games when all all the opt outs and all that nonsense. But yeah, and I see uh, Ron DeSantis is going to sue the NCAA. Oh, well, good luck on that. Good use of taxpayer money there. Hey, he should probably focus on something else other than that. But we won't get into politics on this show. Um, yeah, local high school sports. Big uh, big girls game in Lake Linden Friday night. I was not there. I was at the Tech Northern hockey game, but uh, Lakes Lakes and Barriga. We both had we had both uh, the Lakes coach and Barriga coach on our preview last week. Apparently, a pretty good game. Lakes won by two, I believe. Two point win. Yeah, good battle. Two yeah. of the top teams sure in the, the area. The gym was jammed. I'm sure. Yeah, like I said, I usually I would like to watch it, but uh, we were at the the college hockey game instead. Tech Northern split over the weekend. Yep. Correct? Friday night Tech won at home. And then Northern won uh, Saturday night at Donsbury Events. Cal Hockey lost an absolute brutal game. I listened to it on my way back from my day trip to Milwaukee on Friday. Um, that's a whole other story. But I found it on the radio when I got it around launch. And, uh, yeah, the Kings were in total control of the game. 2-1 lead, outshot them. And things fell apart in the final couple minutes. And so that was a brutal loss for those guys, hoping they could have got a win. Uh, Cal basketball had a couple couple good wins, low-scoring games, like Coach Bonacorsi <laughs> had said he was going to have to grind out a few. They got two wins and then uh, then struggled. I see they got their first loss. Um, the Cal girls are 2-0. and And I'm extremely proud of that. Glad to see the girls were able to get a couple wins. 
I know Lance is probably down this year, but the West Iron win is a good yeah. win for that young team. And, uh, you know, we'll see what what happens with, with that situation. And so good to see they got a couple wins. What yeah. else? Um, just to, like I said, as we get, get just get cranked up with the with the, the sports season, you know, obviously the holidays are going to take a put a little slow things down for the high school scene, but pretty anxious to see some of these these teams, uh, some good hoops matchups coming down the line here. I don't think, and correct me if I'm wrong, I, I don't think the Lake Linden Lakes have had a girls-boys combo where there's been more anticipation, more um, more talent than they got right now as far as those two teams, correct? Yeah, there's a, both teams are pretty good. There's uh, some pretty talented you know the boys team is so senior senior dominated those guys have been around the block and they're pretty talented i watched a couple of their games they beat Ewan and Berger this week um both rather easily i'm sure they i think they got jeffers coming up here next week maybe so that'll be a good test and then the girls got those you know they they got got a top team they got challenged by Berger which you would expect with Tyler Larson down there but yeah probably the first time that both teams have been talented because lord knows we've had some some rough years in in the past but and it's hard to you know it's hard to compare it back when the girls season was in the fall and the boys i'm just looking at it strictly from the change in seasons where they're both playing at the same time i don't i don't remember any yeah. time that the lakes have had that much talent on both teams no when our boys program had was good eight nine years ago whatever our girls were down and then girls were up it was vice versa so yeah a lot of excitement for the hoop scene there speaking of hoops Oh, yeah? Are we getting into this yet? or We can do whatever you want. Well, let's talk about it. Well, what do we want to talk about? Are we on to northern Arizona? I think we should. Okay. Yeah, that's been a talking about exciting week. Northern Arizona went on, went on the road, and I don't know they can have two more exciting games. Finally got to watch one, which was a blast, thanks to you hooking me up with ESPN Plus there. Um, so that's that, a good little, good little thing to do. I, I, I'm enjoying it. But that was their that was the win against um, Abilene Christian. Yep. And you know we were kidding with Coach Burkhardt on, on what a what hell of a set play he ran to win that game. Space the floor out, have your point guard penetrate, have a wing on the right side come flying in just as that lob pass goes up, catch it, does it underneath the basket for a reverse layup at the buzzer to win the game. Was it a lob pass? It's also known as a air ball. <laughs> so you can. Either way, I, I like to say lob pass, but others might say air ball. But, yeah, kid got the shot off. It was short, but what a headsy play from the, the kid in the wing to come crashing in like that, not only to catch it, but to get himself underneath for reverse layup at the buzzer to win that game. So that was a blast, a lot of fun to watch that. Um, what was the final of that? Was that 70, was it 76, 75 or something like that? 78, 76 in that game uh that trent mclaughlin had another big night he's been pretty consistent yeah he racking has. up some big games for them he had 22 um but some balance you know they got that Jaden jackson had 10 oakland ford at 18 so and and 10 more from carson basham so they had four in double figures um good win yeah that was a pretty exciting win and and what we're going to do next is uh we're, we're going to hear Coach Burkhardt's thoughts on that big win over Abilene Christian. Shane Burkhardt, way to go, Coach. Uh, you, your shirt looks a little wet here. You want to explain that to me? Yeah, those guys at 11 o'clock got it all wet. So um, all credit to them, boy. They battled the whole game as a basketball fist fight. Uh, no better way to win uh, that way. And just I'll tell you what, we'll talk about it. But for us to be uh, out-rebounding these guys by 16 points, 44 to 28, shows you 
that our hearts are pumping out of our chest like Bugs Bunny. I'll tell you what, man, um, that last play, I asked Diego to kind of take us through it, and, and what did you see from the sideline? What did you guys, you had that opportunity here with the game tied, and you put the hands, ball in the hands of your man, Oakland Ford, who had 18 points in this game. I mean, just take us through that last sequence, what you saw, what you were hoping for. Yeah, well, uh, we're putting um, Trent in there. You know, they had, ten, they had over 10 fouls, so we wanted to be aggressive to the rim. And uh, we're trying to run a slip screen with Trent. And, you know, Oakland, as you know, is going to make a decision no matter what. And what we said is Oakland get downhill. And then, uh, Diego, you back cut and you shoat it short Oakland and you do the reverse layup, Diego. And that's exactly what happened. Wow, how about that? Right? No, I, I wish that was. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> Oakland deserves an assist in the last one. But, but you know, he did it in Seattle. He Obviously, yep. you know, he had a historical shot in NAU history when we beat Eastern Washington last year. But to answer your question, we try to get Trent and Oak on it. And the other three guys were really important on that play, too, because uh, we're gonna, where is the help coming from? Trust your teammate and make a play, and that's what we did. Yeah, Diego coming off of that uh, left block to get that offensive stick back. It, it, I mean, that just showed, you know, the guy The guy is coming off his career high, and, and he's starting to, he got the start again tonight. He's really starting to kind of come into his own as a, I, you know, you talk about, you know, the, the kind of the blue-collar type work ethic, right? Yeah. He, he can shoot. He can play. But he's also kind of a guy that gets in there and does that junkyard dog dirty work like that in the paint at the end. Well, those are the best guys to coach. One thing, I, and I said this before about Diego, and hopefully I echo it again, is that that young man has self-confidence. And those are the best guys to coach because anybody knows a coach is not trying to ever take away confidence. And if you have strong uh, personalities, you cannot take anybody's confidence away from him. And Diego to play, I mean, the thing that he did tonight, he had his career high in minutes, 37 minutes and 10 seconds and 9 and 7. And, uh, you know, we've been getting on him about his rebounding the last two games. He's averaging about seven rebounds a game. So, um, you know, credit to Diego. He's a worker. You know, I asked Diego to, to answer this question. I want your thoughts to the same question. We lost Jaden Jackson to fouls. Yeah. Double-double in this game. You double, lost Double-double in 24 minutes. Yeah, and, and, and Carson Basham, he goes out, fouls out. But without those two guys on the court, we were able to – to get to finish the fist fight, as you like to say, the junkyard dog fist fight in the back alley, and get the win like that. What does that say about this team, Coach Burkhart? Well, it says everything about our character. You got you got C.J. Ford coming in and uh, playing in his home state and getting a job done, and um, you know someone like a Jaden Jackson to have that double double in 24 minutes, and you know Seabash had a good game too. He had 10 points and six boards in 13 minutes. Right, and he was fighting foul trouble all night and. You know, that's part of the reason we're taking them off the bench is, you know, get in there and, you know, go against our second big guy. And, you know, who knows what Bash would have done. Probably had another game like Saturday. And, but, you know, you talk about all those guys, and Rockwell had a big um, – it wasn't a defensive rebound. I don't think they gave him a defensive rebound on it. But he got, went over the back, and he went and knocked right. down a free throw. And uh, But just, just a team win, and even a couple guys who didn't play, they're into it. And, uh, I mean, that locker room – that locker room is. A, uh, we talked about it this morning. Is that that place is sacred? Yep. That locker room, and I don't. I mind my own business. I'm only in the locker room when I'm supposed to be, and uh, but I went in today and celebrated with him. That's why my shirt's <laughs> wet. Oh, gee, I I think you were deserving of that. Just just yeah. just saying. Just well, saying. you know what? And I know. And I'm not saying this to be humble. I'm saying this to be honest. I just want to be part of those guys. Those guys right. are so fun to be around. Aren't they great? 
No, they're, they're, they're incredible young men and, you know, a lot of success in the future, but we're putting this place on a college basketball map and, um, you know, we're, we're a work in progress. Hey, we got back-to-back wins now. We're going to head uh, south to San Antonio and take on a team we've never seen or played before in Incarnate Word. But to have those two wins now feels like we, we got a little juice here. You feel like we got a little bit of momentum going down to San Antonio this weekend. Yeah, and I felt like that. You know, even our Hawaii trip, I think our Hawaii trip kind of really helped me. Playing UConn really helped uh, me as a coach. Uh, you know, just to see that level of play. I love playing those games and, and our guys getting back down too. But I thought we made a turn in Hawaii. Uh, you know, we, we went back and forth and, you know, we, they pulled away at the end. And in Santa Barbara, we, we fought Santa Barbara. We just weren't making shots. And so it wasn't, it wasn't Pacific. It's not ACU. I think it's been a combination of our schedule and the guys just believing in everything. And, um, you know, we're going to celebrate tonight. We're going to enjoy the evening. And, um, you know, I'll watch our film tonight and I'll get after um, and turn out word uh, tomorrow morning. Coach, congratulations. Yeah, yeah. Oh, man, does that feel good, Shane. Yeah, thank you, Mitch. Go Jacks. Oh, go Jacks. I love it. Shane Burkar, head coach of the Lumberjacks, joining us here on the Nova Home Loans. So that game was pretty exciting, and the game that they played this weekend at University of Incarnate Word may have been even more exciting. I think that was uh, – that's that, that name has been popping up more and more here recently. Yeah, I don't really... I, I think it's a Catholic school. I think so, too. I think so, too. But um, they had a battle there, and I watched that, too, again. Watched that with my one eye last night, and they were... What was the final that was? Did they win by one or one by two? 76-75. Uh, Seven, yeah, they were down two with about 15 seconds to go, and little penetration kicked out, and uh, I believe it was McLaughlin hit a three right at the buzzer, to win the game. Yeah, that's uh yeah, well he he had twenty again last night. Um that looks like they had let's see three in double figures. That Diego Campiasano? Yeah. Is that close? Campesano. Campesano? There's an eye in there. He had seventeen though. That was a big night for him. So that was good. Jaden Jackson had fourteen. Um but yeah I didn't watch any of the game, just kind of kept track a little bit on my on my phone. Do you see TJ Ford Juniors on the roster, that other yep. team? I did, yes. No, his daddy was quick. Yeah, he wasn't bad, hey? Oh, could he play? Injuries really killed him in the NBA, the back issues with the Bucks. but I thought that was interesting. So, um, yeah, they stacked up a couple wins together and all. That's good. Yeah, for sure. And um, they got a couple games this week. Or actually, they only got one game this week. They're going to be on next Saturday. They're going to host Southern Utah. And we got another little interesting tidbit with that, too. You know the coach for Southern Utah is. Yeah, well, I didn't, but it's uh, interesting, and it kind of ties in with our interview with Coach Luke Regal. Last week? Yep, Robbie Jeter. He was, uh, I know the name from back when I was in college at Stevens Point because Jeter was uh, a Platteville boy, played for Bo Ryan, and uh, then coached there. Um, they won, he was on the national title team, wasn't he? I believe he? so, yeah. And and Luke was coaching at the time yep. with him. I think Luke coached him and coached with him. He was older than us. Luke? Jeter. Um, so, yeah, I don't quite remember how that went. I think Jeter might have been a, a Ryan assistant when Luke was a grad assistant. Maybe I got yeah. that wrong. But he was he's he was a Platteville boy and uh, then went to UW-Milwaukee. Yep. Coached there for a while, and now he's at Southern Utah. And they'll be uh, traveling to Flagstaff, Arizona, to take on the, the steaming hot Lumberjacks. And maybe Coach Burkhart can mention to Coach Jeter that through us, he's now familiar with 
Coach Regal at UW Parkside. Yeah, it's a small world out there. Oh, We're bringing all these D1 coaches together. It is. And and again, just to make mention, because again, every podcast is somebody's first. Northern Arizona is coached by a friend of ours from the former Hancock Bulldogs. So we're uh, doing a little little promo work for them. But it's been exciting. I'm, in, I'm enjoying watching it. Oh, your Northern Arizona basketball update's been brought to you by Poor Man's Epoxy, your choice of local handcrafted epoxy products in Lakeland and Michigan. No custom project is too big or too small. Check out poormansepoxy.com and contact Brett at 369-0684 to get that project rolling. And we're going to head on to Crouchy's Corner today, Oge, and we are going to take a back seat in the knowledge of the UP to our guest today. Yeah, well, he's, uh, I don't know how many years exactly that he worked for TV6, but I know he covered games when we were in high school. Yep. Um, got to know him pretty well over the years, well, through that, but then just coaching a uh, number of times that he was able to, to get our games and your games on, on the air and, and whatnot. Really good guy, um, and we've known him 30-plus years. And we know a lot about UP sports, but he probably knows a lot more than us. So I would say so. I would think our fans are going to re really enjoy this interview with UP legend Mike Ludlam. Okay, so we're here with a very special guest in the UP. I pride myself on knowing a lot of information about sports in the Upper Peninsula, but the person that we are with here today uh, blows me out of the water and blows anybody out of the water. The person who I think probably knows more about UP sports than anybody that ever walked the face of the earth. We are joined here today by UP legend Mike Ludlam. Dun dun dun. <laughs> Thanks for joining us today, Lud. Thank you, Andy. And this is a little bit of a role reversal here. Over the last 30 years or so since I've known you, um, you've been you've been sticking microphones in my face from back when I was a player. Um, and I'm sure you did that same thing with Oge when he was a player and coach. So, so we're really honored to have you here with us today to join SS3TP and share some of the the stories that you've accumulated. SS3P. Oh, this is we have we have tens of fans, lads. Don't be laughing at us. <laughs> no, but, I'm sure you have more than that. <laughs> but um, you know, to sit down and do a little little chat with you about UP sports and and, and probably. You know, some of the things that you and I will talk about are probably things that Oge and I have covered on previous podcasts because we talk about these, all the, a lot of these famous events, and mm -hmm. you you were there. You covered most of the things that we've talked about. Yeah. So um, let's let's just get into this right off the bat and go with what do you think when you look back at all the sporting events and people and things that you've seen in the UP, what are some of the most memorable games, events, that, that you remember covering and you're like, wow, this was so cool to be part of. Well, any state championship qualifies as one. For big, sure. Big, large number. I mean, 97, you guys. I had to guard the fort back in 92, so I didn't get to go to that one. Missed a fake punt in a championship game. How did they do them? <laughs> that wasn't Dave Ellis's fault. I know that much. But, um, no, basically any championship, uh, whether, it, whether it's hockey, basketball, football, skiing shoot when they first had their first skiing up here in uh would have been 91 right at marquette mountain that i thought that was cool we had two individual winners that day yeah like i said you've seen you've and you've covered so many things um and again obviously state championships what about you know and and, and oh just able to join us today because we this kind of came up all of a sudden right but, but one of the things that we've talked about all right we're i'm gonna make oh sound good and Lord knows that is hard to do. <laughs> I love it. See, see, guys. His senior year. No, it's not basketball. 
even though he was the MVP at the uh, UP All-Star game that year. This would have been 91-ish, I think. Oge won the 200 from the wrong heat. At the UP Finals. At the UP Track and Field Finals. He won the 200 in the second, in the other heat. Not the front heat, the back heat. You know, we brought this up before. We talked about it. <laughs> For some reason, I rolled on it. I usually pass it over. And it's like, the heck's he doing in that heat for? He was coming off an injury. Mental or physical? Well, let's, let's <laughs> probably both. But, yeah, that's a great one. But go back to when we talked about the Hedgecock and the, the, the craziness that followed that North Dickinson team when Todd Lindemann was a senior. and Yeah, we're never going to broadcast. Nobody's ever going to broadcast another quarterfinal. <laughs> um, but the Escanaba gym was pretty much full. There wasn't a whole lot of room in there for, I think it was Pickford. And, uh, I mean, you say his name, he was a popular thing to talk about and with good reason. Yeah, and you go back and you think about that, that game that when they played at Hedgecock Fieldhouse and how many people were in there and good thing there wasn't a fire marshal around, mm-hmm. right? Maybe not. <laughs> <laughs> um, go back and into all the different the people that you've interviewed and talked to and followed, right? The great coaches, great players. Oh, who my who are some of the great players and coaches? That you just it's, that well, you enjoy. We'll start, we'll start with yours. Ron Warner was a pretty easy guy to get along with. He was also a good sandbagger. <laughs> Maybe not as good as Lou Holtz. <laughs> yeah. But he was always polite and talking about the opponent. He was always pumping you guys up. Uh, very nice guy. Yeah, he yelled a couple times, <laughs> but not nothing that was worth mentioning. Right. You may say the opposite no, of that, no, but I, we, Ron was not bad in terms of uh, losing it. He didn't lose it very much in, when I was there. No, and he didn't lose it very often when I was there. But but when he did, it, it was it was time to shape up. Yeah, right? you know, correct. That, that was a you know a good sign of a good coach. Um, you know, other ones like Oge's coach Tom Cottle. He's mm-hmm. a little bit different than Ron back in the day, but um, again, successful coaches. You've obviously been close following Nagani over the years and other UP teams. Right, Paul Pulfus at Carney NATO for basketball, and, and I just could, I could just name names all day long. Ken Ho for a Menominee <laughs> for football. Do you know how many state titles Menominee would have? If they didn't have to play a private school in the final? Grand Rapids, West Catholic, like seven years in a row? Yeah, East Grand Rapids won. Well, I don't know if they're, I think they're technically public, but I think they'd be in double digits. I think they would have more than 10 or more state titles if they right. didn't have to do that. Whether they ran into them in the, in the state finals or even in the semifinals right. some years right. up here. Um, and let's, let's stick with the football thing. And you obviously remember when that Superior Dome opened and how all the football playoff games got moved to that environment and probably made your life a lot easier in those days. I confess the travel was a lot easier. <laughs> now uh, that there were certain weekends where, okay, Saturday, I'm going to Lake London. Saturday, oh, I'm going to Menominee this year. <laughs> yeah. Because, well, you guys have the home games and no <laughs> sense sending the other person that far when they had to come back and anchor. Right. What are uh, let, let's let's kind of shift gears and now that you bring that up. What about the travel? Because you know, if you if you watched the news and saw you and and we all used to chuckle every once in a while when you might have got knocked on your keister, all in good jest. Oh, but, of course. But all of the games that you would cover and then hop in a car and run and cover another game, 
and, and, and trying to give every team its due. You know, and that's one of the things I've always respected about the way you've done it is whether you were two and seven or seven and two, you know, you always tried to highlight every everybody. The, the goal is to try and get everybody on once. Right. Does that work? <laughs> Usually not. But it I mean it just comes down to how the schedule falls together. I can't control that, but you can kind of dot the dot things around sometimes. Trying to get two games out of one car <laughs> yeah. or or three on some occasions in basketball because you don't have to stay very long. Right. Well, what else? Tell us some other stories. Share, share a story with us that, you know, everybody who listens to this podcast has seen you on TV for many years and, and appreciates what, what, what you did for the UP. What are some stories, uh, games, funny things, maybe not so funny things that you can remember? You know, remember? the sad part is, is I think of the non-funny things first. Iron Mountain got ripped off in boys basketball five years ago. I would or concur. four or five years ago, whatever it was now. That was the that intentional was foul. Brutal. He fouled them twice. Then they called the third one, so it was <laughs> intentional. Yeah, I would put that's, that up there as well. That's absolutely ridiculous. And then you find out, oh, the referee's about 20 minutes from Paloma, Westphalia. <laughs> Nothing against PW. Good people down there. Good league. But that just smelled. Yeah. And I don't mean bad fish. Yeah, that was uh, that was a sad day for everybody in the UP, no doubt. One I wasn't at goes back at least 25 years, or 20 or 25 years. Kingsford was in a football semifinal. May have been in Gaylord, maybe not, but it was against Marine City. Game was tied at 21. Marine City receiver dropped a touchdown pass it was called a touchdown i think you and i talked about this a few weeks yeah i just i'm glad i was not in that game i may have been arrested well we were were with christian wilson at the time that's Mm -hmm. how that came about and he obviously down in gaylord where it was and and you if you youtube if you search it on youtube worst call ever it'll pull up that play and that was not even close to a catch i mean all you had to do the 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 official couldn't see the receiver's face, but the expression on his face was, holy garbage, I dropped that pass. Yeah. And all of a sudden, both arms go up in the air. <laughs> I don't know how Chris Hofer finished the game. Well, if you watch his interview, he handled it with the utmost class. Yeah, You know, because is... his dad probably would have given it to him <laughs> if he didn't. You're probably right. Um, because I haven't seen Ken Hofer get mad. Back in the early days, yeah. I'm sure he did. <laughs> but, yeah, Chris really bit his tongue on that one, and that, that's just ridiculous. Then there was one at the Dome a number of years back. Um, Kingsford was trying to score late, and apparently there was a drop pass, and I didn't think it was a drop pass or something, and Chris didn't think it was a drop pass either. Um, technically, those are about the three worst ones. Mm-hmm. Iron Mountain Boys basketball after the PW debacle. Uh, the older guy keeping score against Schoolcraft, he screwed that up. <laughs> it's like I yelled, and I was, and I wasn't baseline because it was the pandemic. Right. We were up in the second edge of the second bowl. <laughs> they heard me. <laughs> Well, and, and that's one thing that anybody... And that game went overtime. It's like, 
get it right. <laughs> and that was in the first half. It's like, got that right. Well, and that's just, just listening to you talk about this. You know, the, the pride that you have for the UP is one of the things that I don't think you can hide in a job that you did for all those years. Like, you, 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 no, can't, you, no, you, you people, can't fake people it. People invite me into their living rooms. They don't have to. I appreciate the fact they do. <laughs> I mean, I can be even when it's a UP team against the UP team. I don't think most people want me to be perfectly polite <laughs> when it's a Lower Peninsula team. And I am from the Lower Peninsula. I'm from Grand Ledge. That's outside of Lansing, just the hair west. But people appreciate that I work hard and I want to give them the best product I can, even though it's costing me my health at the rate of one. But <laughs> I got to get back into shape. We'll see. Well, I remembered a day, a couple of days, when you used to try to keep yourself in shape back in the 1800s when I was <laughs> when I was playing, and, and and you would do a team preview, and literally I barely missed that pass. <laughs> you 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 would literally show up as we were starting practice at about 8:30 in the morning, and you stayed the whole day. Um, you would run you would run the scout team with us and run pass routes and all that <laughs> stuff. You'd literally probably shoot 45 seconds and then you'd be on the you, you'd be practicing with us and having fun. And I vividly remember a certain day where a certain James Thomas Costco made a comment to to you about your lack of speed and you turned around and told him that he wasn't getting a Christmas card for you from you in so many words, but you know, and, and that's and that's just one of the things. I'm I glad always... you remember that one. I remember uh, trying to defend a long pass and I missed it by get smart this much. <laughs> <laughs> but as as you as you go back and you look, and I said thirty years, I'm sure has gone by in a heartbeat. The days go slow, but the years go by go fast. Yeah, and... there, that's that's true in many cases. Yeah. You know, who are some of, think of some of the individual performances, athletes in, in any mm. sport that just that, that come to mind when you think about the, the games that you've covered in the UP. Who are some of the players? Well, when Menominee beat Jackson Lumen Christie back in 07 in the football final, Ethan Shaver had a monstrous game. What do you mean a public school beats Lumen Christie? Yeah. And this game just a few weeks ago was nuts. Yeah, that was a great football game. Ogin and I actually had that and on And the sad part is that was only the second best game of the weekend. Yes. Because <laughs> the Belleville-Southfield A&T game was even more outrageous. Yeah. Behind-the-back interception. It's getting played <laughs> all over Facebook and whatever. Good stuff. Yeah. Well, anything else you want to share with our tens of fans here, Luds? Like I said, it's... <laughs> You know, it's it's. It, I've always just appreciated how, how you've done your job and the friendship that you and I have had from my days as a player well, to a coach to a now just another old washed up has been myself. But well, um, you know, how, that's because uh, you're short. <laughs> <laughs> and Oge isn't any taller. <laughs> Copper Country Jim Crawford in hockey. He got those kids to play. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I mentioned Ken Hofer, I mentioned Paul Polfus. I mean, even guys way back that I never saw, like Eddie Chambers, mm -hmm. Forest Park basketball. I don't know how he did it. Of course, they had a population back then. Right. You know, and Forest Park knows, the number of kids are not there anymore. Right. I guarantee you didn't want to go to eight-player football. <laughs> you didn't have a choice. Yeah. And that's unfortunate, but at least it's an alternative. 
yeah, it still gives kids an opportunity to play and, and still compete on, on a, a play, level playing field. The last few years that we played 11 man at Lakeland, and we weren't winning a state title. No. There, you know, but, but we were giving our kids an opportunity, and now that, that opportunity to experience possibly a state championship or a long playoff run is there. So it's, times change. Mm-hmm. Let me jump back to basketball. Munising. Boys. 1951 was the last time they had won a regional. And then they run the whole gamut this year. <laughs> Why? How? Okay, Kane Ebel is really helpful. I know that much. Kudos to Terry Kinnett's the coach. It's one of those where, yeah, they were pretty darn good. A few things fell into place. Wyoming Triunity Christian did not play very well, and Munising took advantage of it. But it's like, 1951? And there's been uh, some pretty fair athletes that have come out of Munising since 1951 for sure. certainly. Um, But it was like, sometimes it just falls correctly. And it did. And it it was just incredible to watch that on TV. That that was awesome. I think if I'd have been there, I'd have lost my voice. (laughs) I think there was a lot of people yelling and cheering at their television sets that day. And uh, uh, that's obviously one of the highlights this year. Mm-hmm. Jake Witt getting drafted by the Indianapolis Colts. A rather not-so-small kid from Ewan Trout Creek, but we haven't had a UP kid drafted in at least 30 years and we just had football. And we just had Jake on, on the podcast a few weeks ago. And, uh, How's he doing? He's doing well. He's doing well. I'm just, what a class act. And, mm-hmm. you know, like we had told him, and you'll, I'm sure you'll echo, echo what we're saying, is everybody in the UP is pulling for him. Oh, without question. Mild-mannered kid. Doesn't get too high, yeah. too low. Um, but, uh, yeah, I just hope everything heals well and uh, he can give it his best shot. Yeah, for sure. Well, let's uh, let's kind of we'll kind of wrap this up here as we get going. Oh, I can go for as long as you want. I'm in no hurry. Well, our, our tens of fans have very <laughs> short attention spans. In case you had, well, you know. yeah. But how about true. how about where you enjoy? So, what are some of the best venues as far as that you've shot games, done interviews, covered sporting events? Yeah. And you can't say the Superior Dome because it's warm and inside, and there's four games there. Yeah. Well, uh, Hedgecock. No question, Hedgecock. Um, is that going to happen again? No. I don't even know when they even revamp the basketball arena or whatever. I don't think they're still going to have regionals there. That's not going to happen. Yeah. No, with, with the season changing, it's going to be too difficult to do. But it was an electric environment for sure. I caught a few nice, miserable, rainy days at old Ron Warner Field. <laughs> Probably stepped in some goose crap. Mm-hmm. Kingsford Flipper Field's real nice. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the fields that have now gone turf, I mean, cross your fingers on the injuries, but going turf in the Upper Peninsula, if you can afford it, probably a good idea. Right. Can't guarantee it, but uh, basketball, Lakeview Memorial, Jim and Nagani, got more, se- got more seats than one NMU has right now. That's for sure. There's been some good games. And the, atmos- and the atmosphere is very good there. Um, and there's always, like, Delta County softball. That's going to have Gladstone. Yeah. And they, well, they start them early. Yeah. And you can see why they've been good for a long time. Oh, for sure. Um, what's another good venue? Shoot, I'm so old. I remember when Carney Nato played basketball sideways. 
<laughs> in the old gym. Yeah. Yes, that that's what I meant, sideways. They actually, when they expanded it, they actually turned the court around and went the other direction. We're covering a game in the old Dollar Bay Cracker Jack Palace. <laughs> couple of those, couple in lots, couple at your place. Your place looks pretty good, even though the balcony's still there and it probably eliminates uh, 75 feet shots, <laughs> foot shots, whatever. Uh, no, uh, Bessemer. House, house of the Noise. House of Noise. God, that sound reverberates. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't. If they play band concerts in there, I kind of hope they do it in the cafeteria. <laughs> <laughs> sound bounce all over the joint. Well, what do you what do you see coming down? In, if you look into your crystal ball, what what do you see as far as the, the landscape of UP sports in the next ten to twenty years? With obviously things are changing yeah, rather dramatically. And I think. In a lot of cases, it's going to be harder to win state titles, overall state titles. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, when everybody's losing enrollment for the most part, it's hard to build stuff, right? And build tradition. I mean, eight-player football has saved us, not this year, but I think in future years it will continue. It, to it, do it'll well. give it'll give us a good chance. Somebody, there's a, a good chance for a UP team to compete for a state title in those two divisions. Correct. And I, I think that will break out well. Um, in terms of, I was kind of surprised, but delighted when soccer joined the overall state mm -hmm. tournament. And Marquette and Kingsford did all right. They won some matches. And I was like, okay, there we go. But to say that we'll have other UP sports joining overall lower peninsula sports and other sports, I doubt it. Right. I did, we just... The weather kills us in some cases. Oh, no, no question. <laughs> no question. Uh, but if we could just maintain an even keel, and I don't know what the future holds, but I think we would be doing okay just on that part. Because I knew last year Nagani could get to the football final. The bracket ro broke the right mm -hmm. way. I knew halfway through this season that I thought Menominee would play Jackson Lumen Christie at Ford Field. As long as Menominee could get past Pawama Westphalia, who mm -hmm. ended up getting upset by North Muskegon by one point. Right. So, coin flip there. But the brackets work okay. We got a chance to get to the semifinals in basketball every year, depending on who's good. And the same for volleyball. Mm-hmm. And a quick sidebar, volleyball, pool, and uh, UP all-star teams, I like the way they, most of it was done. Yeah. I, I had very few art, very few uh, disagreements. The only, the only big one was, I think, Lina Karanini should have been player of the year for Calumet. <laughs> I think uh, our Other than that, I thought it was pretty well done. I thought, I think our listeners would probably agree with you on that one. Um, Don't get me wrong, Maddie Kreider at Kingsford's a very nice player. And I think it was really it kind of long overdue in this coming, don't you think? I mean, it's, it's... The one thing I was worried about was getting the scores. Right. We have not, we, and I mean that, not just my media, but general media, it's been hard to get scores from volleyball. Very hard. Right. It improved this year. I can't... I, kind of politely would like to say I was one of the reasons for it, but I, th I think you it was... You hear that, listeners? Get your volleyball scores in. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> but I think it was... 
I think it was improved. Forest Park had a very nice season. Calumet had a nice season. Ran into the wrong doggone St. Francis team again. Uh, but I, I think we're making strides. The hard part is we had such a obstacle to overcome back in the early days. Mm -hmm. And obviously travel volleyball is huge in the lower peninsula. And that's not going to change. Hopefully it can change a little bit up here, but I hard, hard to say if that's <laughs> going to happen. But yeah. you know Calumet's still going to be good. Well, and that you'll have to tune in. Oji and I have our own volleyball rules. Uh, we're going to improve this game. You would love them, I think. Uh, Sand? Uh, no, we haven't gotten to that yet, but uh, uh, some of the volleyball purists are not really happy with us. But we got to, uh, shocking as, 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 as dads who've had to sit through volleyball matches that maybe weren't the most exciting. We, we came up with a, a few ways to, to improve it. So you'll have to go back to the previous episode okay. and get, tell us what you think about that. But, but Luds, I want to just uh, give you a heartfelt thanks for everything that you've done. I've always enjoyed what you have done for the Upper Peninsula. Um, every time from the days of, again, covering Lakeland and WAC when I played and, and, and the fun time we had there and how you always handle things with class with me as a coach and kind of sometimes sought me out when I wasn't necessarily too eager to speak no, to you. No, but, and, and that, that unfortunately is part of the business, yes. Right. But I think, um, and I'm going to step up on the, the soapbox and, and speak for the entire Upper Peninsula and just say thank you for what you have done. Thank you. Crouchy's Corner is brought to you by Level Up Branded Apparel, the official apparel provider of SS3TP. See Brendan or Sean for all your organization's embroidery, screen printing, or personalization needs. Visit our website at leveluppembroidery.com. Now it's time to make some money for our fans, Oge. Wager talk today. Yeah, I, I, got some, I got some things going that I feel pretty good about today. Now, the actual spread some of these games, it's another tough week, I thought. I really scratching and clawing to get three games that I feel confident in, but I did. Um, sounds like our buddy Parley Pete has stepped up. Oh, my God, your eye. <laughs> oh, now we're, we're watching eye drops. There is one. And he shakes, twitches. <laughs> this is something to hey, see Hey, just here. like getting – just like – Players, they're getting shot up so they can play a game. Hey, this podcast podcast Plus, must go on. And you're reading these these uh, our advertisements with one eye, and you're doing a hell of a job with that. But anyway, Parley Pete, um, kind of a bounce back after we weren't sure he'd even be around after last week's. He had a rough whooping that he took, yeah. so he's seems to be in a better mood. He was well, uh, he, maybe he's persistent, Parley Pete. <laughs> <laughs> he says. Uh, his message to us today is the accounting firm of Karhu, Oikarainen, and Pavelainen has found that Parley Pete won 128 yesterday and is plus 33 for the week, um, which is way better than down 600. But uh, <laughs> I can't believe that. The new week starts today with nine bets uh, so far. Parley Pete reminds everyone to try and get the advantage around the numbers 3, 7, 10, and 14. Example, plus 3.5 for a dog and minus 2.5 for a favorite. That half point will make a big difference. So that's his message to us today. Um, from our boy, Parley Pete in Copper City, it is. Um, on my side of things today, before we get into our picks, um, there's a couple of props I want to throw out there that I'm pretty confident in. Um, you'll like this one, I think. Jake Browning, all right? That's the mm -hmm. quarterback of Cincinnati now. Yep. Who put up quite the show last week. He did. He was impressive. 
Well, he's going to throw a pick today. I would say he's going to probably throw a couple of them. Lock it. Yeah, he's feeling so, good about himself. Going to try and fit the ball in small windows. I think so. I like he can't it. play better than he played last week, but it's he's he might still play well today. But I'm I'm taking him to throw an interception. So over a half is how that bet would work. One interception. Um, I think Josh Allen. It looks like they have him set around this 24 and a half to 25 mark in completions. And I like the under on that. I think Buffalo is going to really try to grind out a game on the ground a little bit with uh, with Kansas City. So I got jo I got Josh Allen under 24 and a half completions. We'll see where that number goes. Tonight, anything with C.D. Lamb, I think you got to go anywhere with him. He's been on a roll, as has Dak Prescott. I'll get to that in a minute. Um, so those are two that I like. And as far as the touchdown, let's go back to the Tennessee Titan running back, Derrick Henry. Came through for me last week, so I like him as an anytime touchdown scorer. Thoughts on any of that? I like I like uh, the Browning thing. Those all, those backup quarterbacks, especially when they have success, start feeling pretty good about themselves and maybe throw the ball where they shouldn't. I like that one. C.D. Lamb is he's like McCaffrey at this point. He's going to score. I like. I was looking this morning at some of that stuff and Dak over two and a half touchdowns. I think that's I think that's a good pick too. So so this game tonight with uh, Philly. Um, Dak, Dak is on a stretch right now that is as good as he's had. He has been on a roll. I know. On wood. I know. But this is the game. This is the game that he's got to come through and play well. Because it doesn't mean a pinch of shit what he's done the last few weeks if he can't get the job done tonight at home against Philly. Because if he doesn't, then we're going to hear Stephen A. Smith and his big mouth going off on the Cowboys tomorrow. We're going back to the same old thing. So Dak's got to get the job done tonight and keep it rolling. Get that big win so they can even up with Philly in the division. Um, and, and he needs to have it. So he's been on a roll, but like I said, tonight's going to be big for him. So can't wait for that game. Let's move on to our bets. Okay. Um, I got the info from last week, and you picked up a game on me. I did, hey? Yep, I was 1-2. Uh, and two. I hit the 49ers, lost on the Titans in Denver, and you were 2-1. and one. You won with your Lions and the Chargers, lost on the Jets. So overall for the year... Um, I am 18, 13, and 2. You are 17, 15, and 1. Oh, so so with you winning last week, I'll give you the uh, honors of the first bet of the day. Okay. Uh, I see. Let me look here. I'm just pulling up ESPN. <laughs> There's a couple of games that I just, I mean, Jaguars and Browns. What do you think that over-under is going to be? About 6? It's at 37 and a half. Yeah, I think it was lower than that. I, I think they're saying that um, quarterback for the Jags is actually going to try to play, but I like the Lions today. I don't know why that spread is so is three and a half. Is it? Yes, Pan has down. It's down. It's DraftKings had it at three and a half. It's down to three right okay, now. Okay, so I'm even taking better. that. I don't understand what the Bears are horrible. I get it. It's it's at home. But They've played better the last couple of weeks. Well, they can't play worse. They won two of their last three against who? cares <laughs> well you just led me into this i'm a little i was going to stay off this but you led me into it with your attitude here i'm going to come right back at you i'm taking chicago at home oh there's a plus three okay um so that'll be a nice so, little one-on-one -on -one battle at you one you know what's going to happen in that game hey it's going to be three point win yeah, for the trade three point win another push gonna, and we'll push yeah i wish it, that three and a half would have been way better but i got to go with the line as is so minus three or plus three sorry for the bears at home today against detroit Okay, um, what do you got on the the Ravens Rams on DraftKings? That ESPN has them at seven and a half. I don't like that number. Am 
not taking seven and a half ever on anything. Um, Ravens, Rams, Ravens, Rams. Where are we here? Okay, seven and a half. Yeah, Baltimore, I seven and a half. I can't take that. I'll take Minnesota minus three. The Raiders. You're hoping it's minus three. Oh. It is minus three. Yep, at Vikings at the Raiders. So you got Minnesota minus three. Jefferson should be playing today for the Vikes. Oh, is he? I believe so. That should help Dobbs a little bit. Um, you're sticking with your NFC Central there, aren't you? Okay. This one has gone changed already at two points, I think, or a point and a half. Seattle is now up to plus 14. I like them to cover that game. Seattle played well against Dallas. They gave, I mean, it was a, they threw some haymakers to the Cowboys. They managed to pull it off. Seattle's still fighting for that yeah, fringe what, of the wild card. What do you got the spread at? Plus 14 at San Francisco. Ooh, okay, because ESPN's got a 13 and a half. You're taking them? I'm going to take You know Seattle. Geno Smith's probably not playing, right? No. Does that change you? I'm taking them. Plus 14. I was going to take the 49ers at 13. I can't do the 14 because that's that number sucks. Like Parlay Pete says, you got to be on the other side I of those. I know about Geno Smith. Yeah, yeah, he's a game time decision. Well, he's going to play then. Yeah. He'll Come on, go ahead and take San Fran. See what happens. Not 14. I don't like it. I'm going to take... Can I just can I do an are we allowed to do over and unders too? No, this is all just games. Yes. Okay. I just think that Browns Jaguar is going to be about a ten to seven game. You can do that on your own on the side. Okay. I'm going to go with. You know the Brown Browning played well. The Cincinnati two and a half at home with the Colts. I'll take Cincinnati. You're getting three on DraftKings. Sorry. Three. That's okay. Cincinnati minus three. You could have three pushes. Yeah. You didn't get a half a point on any of these. <laughs> Unreal. Um, okay, and I will... I think I'm going to... I'm going to go down to the Chargers again, um, and I'm probably going to... You know what? The hell with it. Okay. Hell yeah, I like it. Dallas Cowboys minus three. They're going to take out Philly. I'm going to be up till 11.30 tonight watching that game. And it makes for an awful crappy Monday when they when I'm up that late and they lose. They're not going to do it to me. We're going to get the W tonight, win by seven points. So Cowboys minus three. Okay, I actually like that one as well. All right, anything else? Uh, not really. Like I said, it's a couple of good games. Not a lot on that early, early slate, but that game tonight should be a good game. Packers play Monday night. And i got to be honest. For as much as I was down on uh, Jordan Love, boy, he's played well. I was going to bring that up because you, know, you were a hater. I was, and and I think this, and I'm not, I'm going to give uh, Coach Lafleur some credit here. I think, I think what happened is Lafleur came out and said, "This is what we're going to do." Blah blah blah. He's going to try and fit fit him into his scheme, and I think they've changed up what they're doing with him. There's a lot more play action stuff, a lot more getting the ball to those young receivers. I think the the way Coach LaFleur's calling plays has changed and I think that's been benefiting them. I hope it I'm not jinxing them, but uh Packers and their schedule. Well their the, schedule is just perfect for them. I yeah. mean they, they have it right there for them to go off on a little run here and get into the get into the wild card anyway. Yeah, for sure. Love is playing with some confidence, no doubt about it. So Anyway, Wager Talk with Oge has been brought to you by the Vision Clinic. We offer a wide selection of eye care products, including eyewear, sunwear, and contact lenses to fit your specific eye care needs. Our mission is to provide quality service and products at reasonable pricing. 
Open Monday through Friday, 8 to 5. Give them a call at 906-482-6800 to set up an appointment. Yeah, guess who? Are, guess who's? Guess where I'm trying to set up an appointment tomorrow? Yeah, I would say you need it. Yeah, I'll be uh, contacting our sponsor tomorrow to see if they can fix me up here. But yeah, anyway, let's hit the mailbag. Oh, Janai, you're going to have to help me out with that. Uh, that print is a little bit too small for, for old one-eyed Pete for today. All right. Well, we start out with uh, Jesse and Appleton. Oh, how could been... go wrong? relatively consistent he's also a huge Shane Burkhart fan as he tells us weekly has he ever met Shane no he just likes him because we do hey I think he thought his interviews are cool or something I don't know likes the way he talks or I'm not really sure but we'll have to get those guys together at some point oh for sure so Jesse's on this NIL, NIL portal stuff again um, he said it's not going away actually it's getting worse you each have the ability to make up two new rules regarding the NIL portal what would they be I was all excited to watch the Badgers versus State Tuesday, only to find out that they are on the Peacock app. I was pissed at that, too, because I don't have the app and don't think it's worth getting for only a handful of Badger football and basketball games. Do you think with the new big, I'm assuming he's talking about Big Ten, forming so. that streaming apps will be the way to go for these Power Fives? NIL, do you see the news this week with that? The head, head of the... NCAA is trying to get out in front of that and create a separate group to so schools that can opt in with NIL and schools not like they're they're coming around and they realize that they're not going to win this fight. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm a little out of the loop on that to be honest with you. I'm not going to try to make up some story here. I have not paid much attention to what's going on other than I did read um a couple good quotes from Matt Rule. Mhm. Mm and then your boy PJ Fleck kind of agreed with them about the cost of a good quarterback. It, it, it's not wrong. I mean, it's... Yeah, it's it's crazy. You know, $2 million. It, it's going to cost these schools to go and get these big-time quarterbacks. Well, here's the thing. I, I, I got a little bit of an opinion on this. The NIL money, it, whatever, it ain't going away. And, and give Reggie Bush's Heisman back. I mean, enough is enough with this, okay? They're, they're, you're going to get the money. The schools have to be out front. They have collective funds and all that stuff now as well. It is not going to go away. You're going to see as long as the transfer portal is what it is, where you're allowed the one-time transfer, you're, you're going to see this the quarterback position being one that is active, to say the least. Schools are raising money. These boosters have deep pockets. They're going to give the money. The money will be there. If you are a quarterback and you, and, and you want to make – Two million dollars, maybe it'll even probably go higher. You know, the the money's going to be there, all all legal. But the one concern I have with this, and I think the schools need to be, I'd like to get somebody's opinion that works at an institution, that this money has always been there, right? These boosters have always given money to the schools, but the schools have been able to use that money for whatever, putting in these gazillion dollar facilities, first class travel, coaching contracts. I mean, you look at what is Jim Harbaugh, the blah, 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 sponsored head coach? So that money has gone to those athletic programs and those institutions. The money's still going to come in, but it's just not going to be going to the same places. So how are the universities going to handle it now that when Big Booster Oge donates his $2 million every year, but he wants to go to the football program so they can get a quarterback right. instead of going into that athletic fund to – put heated seats in the in the player's locker room and, you know, state-of-the-art sound systems. So that's something that I think is going to become an issue. 
And again, I'd like to get somebody's opinion. It's kind of well, my own thought. This is, I mean, I think this thing is going to just evolve yearly. You know, how they're going to have to adjust and tweak some of these rules. Um, it's, I'm sure they're learning right now as they go. Oh, for sure. The, the NCAA, and it's it's going to be different next year. And I think in two years, it'll be different again. Um, as far as his question, the rules regarding the portal, if there's two new rules, I don't know. What are your thoughts there? I, I don't even know. I'm not going to try to make something up. No, I don't I don't. It, it is what it is. It's it's free agency is what it is. You're allowed that one time transfer, you know. Unless the co- it, there's some nonsense. I don't I, I don't know what's going to shake out with that. I'm not even going to pretend to guess. How about if we throw it back on on Jesse and Appleton and have him give us his thoughts on two new rules? Yeah. Next week we can throw that out there. Yeah, that would turn be, it around right on him. That'd be good. You know, and just one last thing, and before we we'll move on, his the peacock thing that the. NCAA trying to get out fun of it with this money and creating these different collectives and groups, whatever. It's still going to be Title IX where the money's got to be equal. And that's going to be hard because football is such a different animal. You know, so does this, if in fact the NCAA does that, does this cause college football to separate from the NCAA, which I think everybody thinks is going to happen? Right. It's, it's probably going to. Um, that's a good point. I, yeah, that Peacock thing that pissed me off, I couldn't watch it either. It's I think it'd be it's on the Big the Ten Network, but. Uh, anyway, so we, we got George, George from the still. Yeah, I guess we know who that is. Yeah, Rufy. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of great episodes, eh? I don't um, know. <laughs> in, in honor of Oge's amazing gambling insights, thank you, where would you set the odds of Coach Harbaugh returning to Michigan next year after winning the national championship this year as a way to stick it to the NCAA? Side comment. What a class move on his part to have Zach Sinter receive the trophy. That was awesome. I love that. And yeah. Plus, he, Harbaugh didn't want to shake the hands with Petey or whoever the hell his name is, Pettit, the Big Ten commissioner, yeah. I'm sure. So that was that was pretty cool. Um, to be honest with you, I, I think I would have said weeks ago that I think he's gone. I think it's a 70% chance, 70 to 80, that he's going to take an NFL job. But – there's something about this whole thing right now and, and the way things have gone where I, I feel like I know Coach Harbaugh. But he I think he, <laughs> I think he might stick around. Just to, he, he, he's riled enough people up right now um, in this whole situation that he's dealt with this year. That boy's got tough skin. He's kept that team focused. I think he's, I think he's going to come back. I'm going to drop my odds now to 60-40. Coach Harbaugh is back with the blue next year. Think so? Yes. You think you think his decision will be dependent on J.J. McCarthy? Yeah, and I was just going to say on a side note, though, unless he can coach the Bears and bring J.J. McCarthy with him, then that's a little different. I mean, you think J.J.'s going or is he staying? I think he's going. I think he needs to stay. Probably needs to, but, I, I mean, it's hard to pass up what he's going to get. I mean, where where they have him projected right now? I have no idea. I guess that's going to be a big thing, right? Is he going to be a first-round pick or is he yeah. going to be someone that's in the second round? And, and if and if Harbaugh does go, I mean, is Shamar Moore back at Michigan regardless? Well, that that would be interesting too. Because I think if if Harbaugh takes that Bears job or that Chargers job, I think obviously Shamar Moore is your he's you're the heir apparent. And if Harbaugh stays, is he content with being an assistant? He could be the Mike Ojala assistant coach. You could sponsor him and give some money to the program. Yeah, yeah give some money, all right. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I think he's done enough to earn that anyway. But I think I think coach is going to stay, and and uh, I can't wait for that damn game. Yeah. Is it the early one or the late one? It's the early one. Good, thank God. All right, next we have uh, Cask and Flag and Dwayne back. 
He says, it is unclear to me why the two of you are so worked up about the college football playoffs. All that matters is Michigan in and Ohio State is out. It warms my heart to see all the OSU football players hitting the transfer portal. That is pretty funny. It is. Uh, my question for you, uh, sage individuals this week, concerns retirement. Some professional athletes, when announcing their retirement from sports, cite that they have lost their passion for the game. Is this something you understand or can relate to? I know for me, they had to pry my cold, dead fingers off a baseball bat. Retirement? Yeah. What's your thoughts there? Um, I think you know when it's time. I mean, whether it be your skill level diminishes or other extenuating circumstances, I think you know. And and one thing I don't like is I don't like seeing those guys hang on too long. And, the know. ones, the one, I think it leads into the, you know, the the physical part of it. Your body starts to tell your mind that it's you're not able to go, and maybe yeah. that's where they lose that that edge that he's talking about, the, you know, the focus, the whatever it is mentally to keep playing. Um, it's it, that, that probably stays with you. But I think when your legs start going, when your arms start going, your shoulders, your knees, whatnot, that leads that, uh, leads their mind into, into thinking they can't do it. And they don't have that same passion anymore. You know, have you blocked out the years when Michael Jordan tried to play for the wizards? Yeah, that was, or Emmett Smith for the Arizona yeah. Cardinals. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, um, to me, I, I don't know. I don't know if he answered that question or not. I appreciate his passion for uh, wanting to play, but I think when you're beat up and, and you just can't do it, yeah, it's, it's time to go. Like you know. You know when it's time. What else we got? Oh, a couple more here. Oh, we're on the backside. See, if you put our boy, here comes the judge on, Judd on page two. How does FSU get pimped as an undefeated team? Here we go again. ESPN is a whore for the SEC. Holy moly. Oh, are we allowed to say that on the air? Uh, we just did. Oh. Um, if you could choose, who would be your favorite? No, not. Okay. Who would be your favorite NIL sponsor as a college kid? Okay. First of all, Judd, you got to clean it up a little bit here. This is a this is a family show. F, F, we've, we've been up and down the FSU thing. They're not one of the best teams. I don't care what you say. I feel bad for them. You know who I really feel bad for is that quarterback. And not because he's not playing. But I mean, how, how do you? How much pressure is he putting on himself now because his team's not playing because of him? Nothing he can do about it. I feel horrible for the kid. Yeah, that's tough. You know, there's it's it's tough, and that just listening to some interviews, how you know, did he let his teammates out? No, he didn't. There's nothing he can do about that. It's a very very unfortunate thing. But Florida State's not one of the top four teams. No, I don't know. I, I can't imagine Judd believes that. So. He's apparently the one that thinks, or one of them that think that it's the most deserving from their body of work and winning the conference championship gets you in, but it's the best four teams and they are not one of them, Judd. Um, so what, what's he talking about here in the next part? If you were in college and you were getting NIL money, it's, it's got to be Nike. That was when Nike was on the scene, came on and took on the, the basketball world with Jordan and stuff. So, or the South Branch. That's how you're going to answer it? I, I noticed you had your uh, self, a South Branch shirt on last I night. Did. I I could only see out of one eye, but I could see that. Sporting my new South Branch long sleeve tee and Eva's last night. Yeah, it was, I think it looks solid in that, baby. Wow. Anything else? Well, we, well, let's, we're going to have one that I'll, I'll bring up again when we get to listen to the lyrics. How's that? Hey, that's that's great. So let's, uh, let's wrap up our, our questions and tell you that 
Dreamland is located eight miles south of Lakeland and on the Bujack Road. The Dreamland restaurant's your choice for great dining. Family owned and operated for over 100 years. Whether you're in the mood for their Mexican Monday specials, burgers, pizza, or Friday fish fry, Dreamland is your next stop. And now we're going to do some listen to the lyrics, Oge. Yeah, we ready? Well, as ready as we're going to get, I guess. All right, Listen to the Lyrics is brought to you by Keweenaw Auto Body, located on Pine Street in Calumet. They are your choice for quality collision and body repair since 1966. They are open 8 to 5, Monday through Friday, and 8 to 12 on Saturday. Give them a call at 906-337-1203. Right off the bat, I do not see that question in our Gmail account. Oh, you know what? That was there. Yeah. It I is. can kind of piece it together. No, I can fix that for you um, real fast here. I have, well, I, I've been cleaning up our email because of the debacle from a couple of weeks ago. Speaking of good episodes. Yeah, so I've been cleaning it up physically, not figuratively. Um, but I will put that back in there. So go well, ahead. While you're working on that, I'm going to start. Good. You're ready to roll. All right, while you're working on that, I'm going to start here. This is going to be a little bit longer, if you don't mind. Um, and I'm out of my comfort zone a little with this. And if I start rambling, sorry, but it's my listen to the lyrics, so deal with it. So we've done a few tributes, Coachy, correct? We have. Artists like, you know, guys that have passed away prior to our next podcast, yep. Gordon Lightfoot, Jimmy Buffett, just to name a couple. Yep. So this week I'm paying tribute to a guy that I am not very familiar with. And prior to last night, I couldn't name a, a song, not one. The artist's name is Shane McGowan. And he is the longtime lead singer and original member of the English-Irish punk group called The Pogues. The Pogues? The Pogues. Okay. Uh, the group seemed to kind of fuse punk and traditional Irish tunes, and as well as many originals. I think Fairy Tale from New York is probably their most popular song. So the song I'm going to play, McGowan co-wrote with Phil Chevron, who's also a Pogues band member. Simply put, the song Thousands Are Sailing is about the thoughts and perspectives and aspirations of Irish immigrants heading to America on a ship bound for a new life. The first verse refers to Ellis Island and the torch of the Statue of Liberty and the ghosts of all the people who did not survive the journey. So I did a lot of research last night, which means I had a bunch of beers and played pole songs <laughs> for a couple hours. Uh, Keep saying Alexa, play. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we did a little bit on YouTube also, and uh, this is an interesting character, let me tell you. Oh, boy. Rotted teeth, um, heavy, heavy partier, big-time drinker. Um, <laughs> it, it's a miracle the guy made it to 65 years old. Um, so many of his songs are tough to understand, that Irish accent. It's really, you got to follow along with the lyrics. Uh, but when you follow the lyrics, you can certainly appreciate McGowan's song, songwriting genius, and as did Bob Dylan and Tom Waits, who both paid tribute to McGowan this week which is why I turn my thoughts to this tribute. So do yourself a favor and listen to a couple of Pogue songs and enjoy this one um, by the great Shane McGowan. Thousands are sailing. Silent now, but the ghosts still haunt the ways And the torch lights up a famished man Who fortune could not save 
Did you work upon the railroads? Did you write the streets of crime? Where your dollars from the White House? Where they from the five and time? Did the old sons talk to cheer you? And the dust still make you cry? Did you count the months and years? Or did your teardrops quickly dry? And also things was not to be on a coffin ship I came here and I never even got so far That they could change my name
George. That is quite the song. That is quite the character. <laughs> yeah, I uh, I think you guys will be interested, guys and gals that are, are tens of fans will be interested in reading up a little on that guy. I enjoyed it last night. But that brought me to a question that was on our listener questions, an email from B-Dubs. She mentions... Felt so bad for you fellas due to your light mailbag last week. We don't need pity questions. Yeah. But anyway, since the recent recent death of Shane McGowan of the Pogues, the accolades have poured in from musical luminaries such as Springsteen, Bono, and the legendary Tom Waits. In listening to some of his work, I'm reminded of Bob Dylan, and I'm wondering what Oge's opinion would be as to how he would compare McGowan, Waits, and Dylan. Are they in the same class, or is McGowan's body of work more in line of Waits and Dylan adjacent? So... I can look, from what little I know of him and just what we listened to last night, it does remind me a lot of Tom Waits. Um, I, I can just see those two guys hanging out in a dark bar in the back, smoking <laughs> cigarettes and, and playing and playing their tunes. I think Dylan's in a class of his own, but certainly this guy is a character and one hell of a songwriter. Again, you got to follow the lyrics of his songs to appreciate it because it's hard to hear. So, yeah, it's a good question, but I thought I'd wait with that and throw it out there after the listen to lyrics section. So thank you, B-Dubs. Okay. Let's move on to uh, Mount Rushmore. We've been hammering on some cities and greatest athletes there, and today we're gonna kind of a fun one today. I yeah, think. I think we're gonna go to the shores of Lake Erie and uh, talk about Cleveland. And again, we have not compared notes. I think this one's pretty easy. I got I got four of them that I I'm guessing you probably got the same four. You think so? There's a there's there's two for sure. There's two no brainers. Unfortunately, one of them we got to include. The other one is, I'm, I'm glad with. But are you? I'm, I'm going to go with the, the no-brainers. You're talking Jim Brown and LeBron. Yeah, and I and I'm not a big LeBron. I don't hate LeBron, but you got to put him on there. Anytime a guy can be considered as a legend in a couple other cities and, because he's bounced around is. Annoying. And he did win a championship yeah. with Cleveland, right? So if you're being you know, Cleveland's Mount Rushmore, Miami's Mount Rushmore, and LA's Mount Rushmore, that's kind of a little burnout. He's but, not getting on LA. But he's. He's got to be on uh, Cleveland's for sure, and and no doubter is Jim Brown. Jim so. Brown, without doubt. So that so. brings up the other two, and I'll throw one at you. Okay. The one I think maybe possibly that you might not have. Okay. Joe Thomas. I got him right there. All right. Maybe arguably one of the great, if not the greatest, you're, left tackle. Yeah, you're gonna put him. You're gonna put him on the Mount Rushmore of O linemen. For sure. Good no point. doubt. And any. The offense line, I always got a soft spot for guys that are on the line that do the dirty work for those those other guys. And, and, and a long career there. Long career and has been at the top of his game his whole career. So I'll put Joe Thomas on there. I have no problem with that one whatsoever. All right, perfect. You name the fourth then and I'll see if I got him. Jim Tomey? No. Really? No. Really? And I think I might have just beat you. I don't know. Because I think you're going to change your mind when I mention. You've got to have a baseball guy on there. Okay. How about the guy that broke three world re world records in a Big Ten track meet in 90 minutes? Jesse Owens. I did not know he was from Cleveland. Ohio State, Cleveland. Oh, that's a strike. So huh? you're gonna, you know what? I'll go. I can get on board with that. Yes. God, that makes me happy when I one up you. So we're not having. There's no baseball. No baseball. No can Bob we, Feller. Shoeless Joe, can we put can we put Tommy on instead of LeBron? <laughs> uh, if you want to, um, but yeah, that's a good one. I, I did not. I did, I guess I never knew that Jesse Owens was from Cleveland. Yeah, you know who else was from Cleveland? The Golics. That's true. 
Yeah, good job. Yeah, we'll do another one next week. So as we wrap up this episode, Oj, you got to, again, remind people to follow us on social media. Hit us up on Twitter, especially with this year in review. We're going to try to do something cool here, possibly two cool things. We'll mention uh, the second one next week. But if you're somebody that's listened to the show and you have a moment or maybe even two of them that you, you thought were would be worthy of a year in review, email it to us. Tell us what episode, what the topic was. I'll see if I can dig through it. I don't have a good record of a recollection of exact episodes. We've done so many. But if you, as one of our tens of fans, have a moment that you think is funny, that you think would be great for a year in review, it was our first year coming to a close. Um, we're going to try and piece something like that together if possible. If we don't get much reaction, then we'll just keep plugging away like we do. But it would be kind of cool to do. Yeah, whatever you say, man. I'll be here Sunday. <laughs> I think uh, – and hey – do yourselves a favor this week, no. Grab a Guinness, listen to a couple Pogue song songs, and, and focus in on the lyrics of uh, of their music. See you, Oge. Talk to you later, Coachie.